Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. This is episode number 104. Thank you so much for being here and tuning in today. It has actually been a little bit since I have recorded. As I'm sure many of you know, if you follow me on socials, my fiance Tyler got into a horrible car accident about a month ago. When this comes out, it was at the beginning of March, and so we have just been going through so much, and it's been very emotionally exhausting. We're so lucky and happy and grateful that he is still with us here at Earthside. He broke both of his legs, his arm, and a slew of other injuries. And so, yeah, I have just been, we've been going through the motions and getting him all you know, healed up as much as we can, surgeries, PT, blood transfusions, all of the things. So it has been very emotionally exhausting. So thank you for, you know, being here and kind of riding along this crazy, you know, trail, road, whatever you want to call it, as I go through, you know, this very exhausting, hard time. And if you have reached out or sent us well wishes, I just want to say thank you guys so, so much for being so supportive. I really can't thank everyone enough for the love and encouragement we have gotten through this very difficult time. So like I said, I haven't recorded in a while, so I'm very excited to bring on this guest today. I think you guys will really, really enjoy this conversation. And I'm going to introduce her right now. She is a registered therapeutic counselor and ADHD coach. Everyone, please welcome Elizabeth to the show. All right, everyone. I have Elizabeth here. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited to be chatting with you today. Hi, thank you, Janae. Thank you for having me. I'm just thrilled to be here. Thank you. It's very exciting. I am very interested in all of what you have been doing in your life and your career and all that stuff. So I would love to just ask you first, how did you kind of get into this field and tell us just like a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. It's, uh, it's been an interesting journey. And of course, uh, I went to school, I'm, I'm in my 50s. I went to school in the 70s and early 80s back when nobody knew what neurodivergence was. It was, you're not applying yourself or considered the nicest word was remedial and you were sent off to other classes to learn with other students that were like you. Uh, so there was a lot of social segregation, a lot of, uh, you know, being uh, the, 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 the peer, peer stress and, and being um, singled out, that sort of thing. Like a lot of people with ADHD, they, 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 they've experienced that. So, yeah, so um, life, life had definitely had its journeys and um, sequence of events happened. Um, I started off as an esthetician and, you know, originally I wanted to be a veterinarian. However, I knew that school was a struggle for me and I had no idea. It was actually when I was in grade 12. I went for my first eye examination and my, the, uh, the optometrist says, oh, you have dyslexia. <laughs> the first eye test I had when I was in grade one, the, the, uh, the person says, well, that's very interesting. You don't waste any time. You just look what's right in front of you. You look at the right page and then go to the left page. 
they didn't know what that was back then. So yeah, so I'd gone through school and uh, I was, it was in grade, my grade nine year that I was researching what I needed to, to take in high school so that I could be a veterinarian. And then I was like, seven years of college? like of university and I thought oh my gosh and I allowed that to deter me which is really unfortunate um and I ended up in was it my grade 12 year um I thought I was just kind of getting by getting by because I'd always been labeled as a remedial student and one of my teachers from grade 11 comes up to me and says, what, you're too good to talk to me now that you're on the honors roll? And I said, you're right, come on. I thought he was pulling my leg. And he says, right. no, and he takes me, takes me over to the board in the hallway where everyone's name is theirs. And he says, look, see, look, you're, you've got honors. And he said, no way. <laughs> it just blew me out of the water. So, but I was still detoured and ended up going into uh, aesthetics because it was short and that's one of the things with people with ADHD they tend to have lower paying jobs and uh, lower aspirations because of the things that they've been through socially growing up and mm -hmm. they uh, not being understood and that's all also by teachers and the struggles that they've had so they tend to not reach for their stars and they tend to settle for lower paying jobs, which is what I did. So uh, fast forward, then uh, I ended up, I got married, had my son when I was just almost turned 22 and really grateful that I did. Um, we ended up moving to, uh, uh, to BC and life changed there. Um, my husband at the time, he scootered off. <laughs> he got himself into some trouble and uh, would have got the snot beat out of him severely if he would have survived. <laughs> In a small town, you just don't get another guy's, uh, another guy's wife pregnant, especially when he's really big. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, then, you know, found myself single again and uh, not really challenging to, to, support myself support my son I was doing not too bad in aesthetics however I knew I needed more and mm. I ended up getting you know with through connection through a friend getting a job at the local hospital in housekeeping and mm. was making double what I was in aesthetics and you know it was, it, it was great money and then just uh veered into I thought um People kept saying, you'd be so good in nursing. You'd be so good in nursing. And, and so I, I did. I went into uh, into uh, extended care nursing, uh, you know, long-term care nursing attendant. And again, I didn't reach for the stars and I should have. It was, uh, or I regret that I didn't because it would have only been two months longer and then I would have been an LPN, like a licensed practical nurse. However, no. I didn't. Uh, so so that's what I was doing, nursing for a couple of years. And then, you know, chain reaction of, of things happened. Like I was, I uh, was with a, a lifetime partner and he had been in a um, skydiving accident and had severe head injuries. And because of that, he became violent and dangerous. And I had a child to protect. So mm -hmm. took my son and moved back to where my family was. When I started looking for work, uh, 
it was my experience in nursing that got me a job as a behavioral intervention therapist uh, working with children with autism. Now, back then, uh, there wasn't, we didn't have computers. The only people that had computers were the massive companies, the big companies. Oh. So, so I, I was teaching uh, primarily nonverbal children, but ones that were um, very much on the lower function. And I was teaching them effective ways of communication uh, using other means. So because yes. back then we didn't have the electronics and that sort of right, thing. Exactly. And it led to a chain reaction from there. Um, I had, uh, um, my son is also, he's AUDHD. So it's autism and ADHD. Uh, from, from there, I had gotten on with uh, the school board as a special needs uh, uh, teaching assistant. Did that for quite a few years. And it got to be the kind of chain reaction worked in, in group homes, um, uh, doing, you know, again, with special needs, adults with, with special needs of varying kinds. Uh, and then later on, you know, I decided, you know, I, I want to be a counselor. So mm. I went back to school, I went to university, and it was challenging for me <laughs> because of all the academics and lack of communication between the professors and myself. And just, I found it so overwhelming that I out and um, I was quite disappointed to find out, are you kidding me? Once I get my bachelor's, the best I can do is, is, is a group home supervisor, really? Mm. And of course not realizing, well, just two more years and then, you know, would have my master's again that's the 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 mindset of the person with the adhd they can't always look ahead to right. see future so again detoured by that and especially by the challenge that i that i had so uh in that time when i was going to university i had gotten a job with children's services and worked with them quite a bit and it was like quite a bit of chain reaction uh, so there was quite a bit of that and working in, in day programs for um, special day programs for, for adults and youth. And then I had remarried and wanted to have, uh, you know, uh, just my own business. So yeah. I set up an aesthetic business at home and it just, it wasn't growing. And one day I happened to be at my supplier's name, litter tattoos. And I thought, this is amazing. And it, it was so much fun. I thought, oh, wow. So I started doing glitter tattoos at farmer's markets, had so much fun with that. I thought, I want to work with kids. I enjoy working with the kids. Right. So I got professional training as a face painter. So I kept going to conventions every year. And lo and behold, then I ended up having a booming business as a face painter in uh, in a city that is blue collar worker so uh yeah so it wasn't a lot of work it was just mm. weekends and seasonal but it was still great money and you know so 13 years later life goes on ah, the marriage is a huge struggle uh, so we 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 mutually agreed well <laughs> i think he, he wanted it sooner but just didn't want to be the bad guy and say mm. that he didn't want to be married so we we mutually agreed went our own ways and and i was like i'm gonna need something more here 
and discovered that uh, I still wanted to be a counselor. And I found out I don't have to go the university road anymore. There's a lot of things that have changed and there's actually colleges just specifically for counseling. Like a person can go uh, for addictions counseling or, or, you know, different types of counseling. I took registered therapeutic counseling. So it was a two-year program and it's the, it was um, supposed to be a master's equivalency. So, uh, and that in itself was just such an amazing journey. And I had such amazing healing in that. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's kind of what led me to where I was. And when I first started, uh, started with counseling, because I had been through so much uh, trauma and abuse, uh, both physically, emotionally, as a youth and a child and adult in my, in my marriages, um, and even uh, religious abuse, I, I had that anger fire in me still. And that's what I wanted to work with. Mm. And it wasn't taking off. And then one day it clicked. Uh, and I realized, wait a minute, ADHD has so many layers. Right. And one of the layers with it is uh, a person with ADHD is more vulnerable, which makes them more prone to be um, vulnerable to, to predators for abuse, you know, as, as a child. And then it grows from there, um, you know, adults not listening and adults, you know, enforcing, enforcing kids to not have boundaries by saying, oh, honey, go and, go and give uh, Uncle Uncle Fred a, a great big hug. It's like, no, I don't want to, Uncle Fred is scary. It's like, go do it, you know, the, right. not respecting of a child's boundaries. So, so of course, then there's that, all of that, it co- compiles and can go into more toxic relationships, more abusive relationships. And I realized, well, then that's one of the layers. And I thought, you know, and there's also something in me that I didn't want to ever come across disrespectful about mm. my ex. Um, yeah. But, you know, I still, there was a lot of things about him that I, that I did respect. However, he just, he just was not able to be my husband and, and yeah, other things. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. And I just, I didn't ever, I never wanted to badmouth him. However, I thought, how do I, how do I um, facilitate and, uh, you know, counseling is one thing, but I also facilitate and build, build programs, do workshops, uh, that sort of thing. And I thought, how do I do this without talking down or disrespecting or not honoring my ex? Right. And, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, what is the one thing that is in my life that I know more than anything? ADHD. And even as even as a child, my first playmate uh, across the alley, he he was in the spectrum, he would have probably been considered having maybe even autism. Mm. Uh, Yeah, so I had so much exposure to it, babysitting, I always Mm. seemed to have children that would have been in the spectrum or speech impairments or um, Down syndrome. So it was, it was a lot. And then of course my son too. So yeah, I've had years of experience in this and it's really what my heart resonates with. It doesn't feel like I'm working. It feels like I'm sharing, I'm serving, I'm helping. 
Right. And, and that's so important. More and help more and help more. Yeah. So right. I just have this huge passion to help. Yeah. To help the people like to help the neurodivergent and to let them know, Hey, no, you're not lazy. You're not dumb. You're, you're not disorganized. You're, you're, you're not an idiot or a moron. Your mm. brain is wired differently. It's, exactly. it's a real chemical thing. And, you know, it, and, you know, I, you, you want to be like everyone else, but you can't, you don't have the physical capability. Exactly. And so of course, you know, wanting to educate people about that, as well as wanting to educate the non-neurodivergent population to, so that. Yeah. So they can help understand more and, and, you know, it's just, a, it's just a different wavelength kind of, and just, and just yeah. kind of understanding that. Um, yeah. Now, let me ask you this is let's do like a little bit of like an overview of like what ADHD is and maybe some like, um, you know, some, some key attributes uh, that, you know, one might have if they have ADHD. Yeah. So um, people sometimes refer to like ADHD or ADD and ADD is actually now it's all under the same umbrella. It's just, there's different types. So that ADHD, which is the attention deficit hyperactive disorder is now characterized in three categories. So there is the inattentive uh, ADHD, which is most common in, in girls and in women and is least likely to get recognized because those are the wallflowers, the quiet ones, the daydreamers, the, the, the compliant and wanting to help, wanting to serve, uh, not speaking up. And uh, so they get missed so often. So that's, that's the inattentive. However, um, they can also have the thoughts racing too. And then of course there's the hyperactive and that's usually what people think of as, you know, the little boys yelling and screaming in the grocery store, bouncing off and grabbing everything. And, and all the other parents are saying, oh, that, that person doesn't know how to control their child. And I was like, oh, you have an ADHD child. See what it's like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not, the child is not bad. It's just, they don't right. know. And it's, yeah, so that hyperactivity and it's the processing in the brain. It continually rolls and rolls and rolls. And then there's also the combination of the two. And then, of course, mm -hmm. there's the mild, the moderate, and the severe of, mm -hmm. of each. And even with the, uh, the, uh, the blended, uh, it might appear someone is not hyperactive, but hyperactive does not come off the same way. It can come off as the mind is always racing. That's always going all the time. Um, talk, talking with your hands if oh, you're in a yeah. meeting yeah for adults if you're in a meeting you're swiveling your chair you know you're playing with your fingers or tapping playing with your pen rolling with some so these are all ways of self-stimming that the mind needs to do this to get it all burned off otherwise mm. it's just a complete terror for, yeah. for someone to be able to to have to sit still so right. yeah and and it can look like so many different things um um adhd has layers to it 
So it's very common for um, someone to have ADHD and have um, uh, reaction sensitive dysmorphia. So they they don't uh, you know they they take rejection so personally, even if it's not. And quite often, a lot of that. Um, what attributes to that is childhood, growing up, all the rejection that they've had from childhood, and not just from peers, but also from from family members, because there's just there's so much shaming in ADHD. And I think, mm-hmm. would you shame a person in a wheelchair or with diabetes? No. Mm-hmm. Then why why shame why shame someone because their brain is wired differently? Um, so you know that's one layer of uh, highly sensitive person and of course that can come off as emotionally sensitive it can come off as sensory sensitive that's another layer then there's the learning disabilities a person can can have dyslexia they can have um, uh, dyscalculia which is a problem with numbers uh, dyscalculia mm-hmm. I always have a challenge saying that with dyscalculia um, it's challenges with writing and there's I heard another one the other day it's the first time I've ever heard it and it's about with processing understanding what something means and so it needs to be the mm. person have it repeated several times and I can't think of what it is right now but okay. uh, and then also um, uh, anger and aggression can come along with it and mm. sometimes it's not recognized as a child but it can be uh, one of these things where a lot of people sometimes they can't hold a job they get fired frequently or they walk off the job site um, for mm. for whatever reason and uh, so 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 that the, there can also be the connection there with the the mental health aspect of depression mm. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, there's just so many layers to it. And, and also Erlen syndrome is, an, is another one. And that's where light spectrums slow things down. And okay. a person can have a hard time writing, communicating, uh, speech. It can, it can affect speech. I know myself, uh, I have tinted lenses. I wear special glasses. So I either have tint, uh, a specific type of tinting or the glasses that I have right now, they're actually prism, prismic lenses. So it helps okay. to filter out a lot of those rays. If I'm not wearing them, my speech is a lot more paused, more delayed, and I can talk much faster. Mm. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's yeah. just so many layers to it. Okay. And then, of course, there's always the 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 percentiles that a person with ADHD is at higher risk of. So they're at, um, because what's going on in the ADHD brain is the, the wave patterns are in the, the corrugation of, of the brain is not the same. There's more spaces between in the gray matter waves, like you imagine corrugated cardboard, just if it's spaced out a little bit more. So there's more gapping in there and the, uh, the, the neurons aren't quite firing the same. So that's not working the same. The dopamine's not being released the same. Serotonin's not being released the same. Norepinephrine's not being released the same. And so if a person is not on medication, then they're going to find a way to self-medicate. 
and it's just a coping mechanism. And mm-hmm. the self-medication is going to be ways that they get those dopamine hits, whether they mm-hmm. realize it or not. So that could be through addictions. It might be through substance. It might be through smoking. It might be through drinking. Uh, it might be through sugar. <laughs> that was my evil one. Um, yeah. you know, can be through eating. And then, um, so of course, then there's other, those risk factors and that they're more prone to, to uh, obesity um, mm. because of the, the, um, the, the impulsivity of the hyperactive where they tend to not think in advance as to what might happen. So there's the impulsivity. So there's more injuries. Um, head injuries, bodily injuries. And this is a really scary thing. And some of your listeners might not like to hear it, but you need to hear it. If a person has uh, untreated ADHD, whether they know they have it or not, their lifespan can be up to seven years less because of the risk factors. So that's untreated. And um, adding medications, prescription medication, does more than just help the functioning of the brain and the the uh, neurons firing properly, the dopamine, dopamine and everything else being released properly. It increases the quality of life and the quality of living. And a lot of people that are on the medications, they they might say. Oh, you know what? I don't have to work today, or I'm on vacation. I'm not going to take it. And mm-hmm. I was actually listening to. Um, uh, I'm doing some additional studies right now because that's part of uh, needing to keep my my accreditation up. Is mm-hmm. I need to be upgrading all the time. And so one of the things that that uh, I was studying today was finding out that that uh, they had a case study of a woman that took went on vacation with her two kids like that one was 14 and one was 12 oh mom had a great time she she didn't you know she thought it was the best vacation ever but it was a nightmare for the kids because they were having to parent um because she, she stopped taking her meds so she was wow. doing leaving her sunglasses at the pool leaving her stuff at the pool forgetting where things were forgetting where she was supposed to be forgetting to do things losing things uh forgetting what time they they needed to pack so they can leave to catch their flight and it's like Mm. her kids ended up doing her packing and all that for them it's like a 12 and a 14 year old had to step up to be adults because she chose not to take her medication so when somebody in the spectrum um when they're taking medications or not taking it, it affects the whole family. So, totally. yeah. so I can really know, understand that. And I mean, yeah. similarly, kind of, I have anxiety and I take anxiety medicine and I notice a huge difference if I forget to take it or, you know, something happens and it's like, it really does affect a lot of people around you. And I think it's, I'm a proponent of taking medicine if it works for you. Like I always think, you know, I'm on designing medicine. It works for me. I mean, I know some people are super against medicines, but I just personally, I say, if it makes you feel good, if it makes you, you know, work better or what, whatever the case may be, I say, do it, you know, and and if you totally, like you were saying, improve your 
quality of life, then I say go for it and try it out. Like I'm sure there's multiple different medicines out there and maybe yeah, one so works for you, maybe one doesn't and kind of just trial and error. And I know that sounds silly, but like even with anxiety medicine, it's something that I've had to like try out a few before I found the one that really, really worked for me. And I think same with therapy. I mean, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but I think that's okay. Just like therapy or finding a new car, like you get to try out a few and talk to a few and, and, and see what works for you and what makes the most sense. That's, that's what I think it comes down to too. And I think you can be on medicine that makes you feel better it's like why not why not why not just take it and sure and yeah because a person with diabetes and yeah. if it's something you know they're they have to control it somehow so they do it by diet some have to do it by medication or someone that has a heart condition are they gonna like oh i don't want to take medication because it's uh, pharmaceutical and it's like well okay you could have a heart attack if you want or high blood pressure uh, which is again stress and anxiety those are also layers that come along with ADHD so I mean people would take medication for those things or they you know they take make medication for depression um, mm-hmm. you know or if somebody has prone to seizures they would take medication for that but there is mm-hmm. such a social stigma around taking medication or even just ADHD. And uh, it's actually, uh, what was the percentiles? It's as it's over 70%, you know, it could even be up to 90% of adults that have ADHD aren't even aware of it. Wow. Yeah. Now, what do you, why do you think that there's such a stigma around you know, I think it's because of the misunderstanding because it's not mm. a visual disability. Whereas a person yeah. can see someone that, that has, has down syndrome, they can see right. changes or different behaviors of someone that has autism. They can see if, if someone has, has cerebral palsy, um, they right. can see if someone is visually impaired or hearing impaired, they can see if someone's in a wheelchair, but they can't see the executive functioning That's they so can't true. see the 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 um the dopamine and the serotonin and norepinephrine they can't see that being released so That's they true. yeah so it's an assumption and mm. i'm sure you've heard that that phrase about you know breaking up the word assumption you know when you assume mm. something you make an ass out of you and me and i say no you just make an ass out of yourself <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because they don't understand that it's like okay, they want to get it on it. Yeah, yeah, and so there's that shame that's put around it. That is, it's like, well, you could do it if you applied, you tried harder. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, well, would you say that to a person in a wheelchair? You could get up and walk if you just applied yourself. You know, you're just lazy. Yeah, and that's that's not it. So you know, a person lives with this, hearing this from society, because society is, um, it's not, it's only been starting to be understood really in the last 20 years or just starting to touch on it. Right, and even right. now, such, there really isn't a lot of understanding that, of it. And there's just, there's so much of it. Um, so, and then Again, there's that factor where people are hesitant to take medications. However, well, 
Well, let's let's look at this theory. All right. So let's you know someone that has ADHD. One of the things is they tend to be more impulsive. And because they're more impulsive, they're not thinking about the consequences. So they're more likely to get into a vehicle accident or bicycle accident. Or it's like my hand, my son almost blew his hand off. <laughs> and he's, he's had numerous, numerous things happen. And so just think of that. Okay, so would you rather have all these incidents happen and and risk getting further uh, brain injuries right. when it can be prevented and just take take medication and improve your quality of life mm-hmm. it's up to you what it's it's your choice it's your life what do you want to do do you want to enjoy the best of it yeah. or do you want to live under this this um mis misguided belief of of adhd is just uh, way overblown out of proportion and way overdiagnosed as no, it's actually not severely underdiagnosed. Under-diagnosed. That, is, that yeah. is interesting. That stat. Only 10% of the people get diagnosed. Yeah. Wild. What would you say is like, if you could have one thing be better understood about ADHD, what would it be? Oh, that I think the the one thing would be a person with ADHD is trying as hard as they can. So have some patience and support for them. They're really trying. And, you know, I, I heard this analogy and I love this analogy. And it's just, I, I actually used it on, on one of, one of my, uh, one of my posts and imagine if you will, a boat out bobbing on the water on the lake and a storm is blowing in. The boat is just at the mercy of the waves just bobbing about as the waves just slap up against the edge of the boat and it's teetering even more and more and then clouds start rolling in and the poor soul sitting inside of the boat has been trying so desperately for the last half hour to thread a needle and it's getting darker and darker and they can't see. And with every slap of the waves, the boat rocks even more and they get more frustrated. They get more agitated. They get more stressed and anxious and they're just ready to just blow. And then all of a sudden one huge wave and they drop the needle in the water and they can't get it back. That is the life of a person with ADHD. That is the best way I can explain it. And oh. I just I just love that analogy. Um, I quite often like to like with with my uh, with the people that I work with, my clients, mm-hmm. you know, there are so many things I tell them. I said, hey, you know what? You need to think of your ADHD as diabetes of the brain. You know, a person that has diabetes, if they're not taking care of it, they can get into some really big trouble. Right. They could even die. And so I keep telling them and telling them like one of the things that that goes along with it is the lack of mindfulness. And Mm -hmm. so they're not in tune with their body. They don't recognize 
things such as they don't recognize when they're starting to get anxious. They don't recognize triggers. They don't recognize when they're starting to get upset. They also don't recognize that they're hungry, that they're thirsty. So if life, life can just go on for them, then all of a sudden they'll realize, I haven't eaten since yesterday afternoon. Right. Well, in the meantime, they've got such brain fog, they can't focus on anything. They're agitated like crazy. And really, I think that's where the word hangry came from. <laughs> that's a good word. I like yeah. that word. <laughs> and so water and eating healthy foods is as essential to the neurodivergent brain as it is to the person with diabetes. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Whether they're hungry or not. Set a timer. This is like, drop what you're doing. I get that it's difficult. Don't just finish it. And Mm. that's something I I have to fight with too. It's just, just let me finish this. I'll be done. Yeah. Two hours later. (laughs) Yeah. And eating those healthy things. Right. Definitely. And it sounds like, yeah, there's so many different layers. And I think from the sounds of it, it seems like one person might have a few things going on and another, like there's no one size fits all in the ADHD community. It sounds like there's so many different layers of it. And and it's like, I'm sure a lot of people probably have overlapping um, tendencies or whatever the correct term is, but yeah, it seems like there's a lot of different different paths that folks have in their brain. And and it's really interesting of of the way I love I love your thought process on the whole thing and just really kind of getting to the root of like, okay, how can we make this better? And I can feel your passion for this. And I of course love that. Um now if if someone were to ask about tips to help cope what would your like maybe top few tips be to help cope with some of these um tendencies yeah um well the top things that I would say is first of all take advantage of the timers and that sort of thing on your phone Mm. okay and set them so that it's going off at least every two hours and making sure you're taking a few drinks of water and you're having healthy snacks, Mm. processed foods. Uh, Some people are okay with them, but a lot of people will be more symptomatic eating processed foods as convenient as they can be and Mm. as palatable as they can be they can also be more triggering. So uh, regular eating and drinking and taking advantage of your phone and programming those in. That is the number one thing that that I recommend to to people. Um, The second thing is emotional regulation. So one of the things that will help with the emotional regulation is the eating. And sleeping, getting enough sleep and insomnia and sleep apnea are um, components that can be very common in ADHD. Because even though 
you might be sleeping, the mind isn't. It's right, still, right. And it can be difficult to go to sleep. Um, and of course, in the age that we're at right now, people are glued to their phones. Oh. What did they do? First thing in the morning, grab their phone, check their email or check their social right. media. That's and good. so the first thing that they're doing is they're stimming. Right. And when oh, a person wow. gets, yeah, whether they realize it or not, they are stimming and the electronic activity creates more of a buzz in the brain and they become overstimulated without mm -hmm. realizing it and hyper-focused. So it's a catch-22. So even um, with uh, wanting to get that good amount of sleep mm -hmm. is shut down all screen time at least an hour before you want to go to sleep. If you need oh, to yeah. read a paper book, do go old school, get out a crossword puzzle, do something old school. Uh, just, you know, to help calm yourself down. So that's, that's another big thing that I, that I um, encourage people to do. Uh, physical activity. That's a big one. Because the body needs a venting system. Uh, so plan physical activity in your day. Um, one of the thing, common things that I do, if somebody works in an office or in front of a computer, Set your timer so that it goes off in 50 minutes, if you can, you know, and when it goes off, just even just get up and walk around in your chair, stretch a little bit. My favorite thing is I flip on my, I just pull up my uh, iTunes. I put on a song and I dance. Oh, just, I that, that. just that, you know, three, four minutes that. of that physical energy. It burns oh, things off and then I can focus. Oh, and it prevents that. Yeah, it it helps to prevent the hyper focus, or right. minimize you know can minimize the hyper focus and also the frustration. And then you know if a person's working on the computer, um, sometimes the comprehension can be a little bit more challenging. So that mm -hmm. helps out too. So that's that's another tip that that I recommend is the regular exercise, and mm -hmm. then. The other challenge that people have is organizational skills. Yes, that's actually so funny because that's one of our listener questions. So we can definitely get into that. And the question awesome. was organization tips to help stay on track. Because I know that that, like you said, is kind of a, a tough thing um, for folks with ADHD. Right. Yeah. So the number one thing that a lot of ADHD people like to do is make a list. Mm. everything they have to do well um just uh just okay so uh, do you do you do you, do you make lists at all i love lists actually i make them right. all the time <laughs> okay so on average for for a day how many items will you put on your list for that day oh gosh I mean, I guess for my like work schedule, I would probably have a, an ongoing list because I have like longer projects. Right. But say yeah. if I was like a Saturday afternoon and I had like a bunch of errands to do, I had to clean the house, do this, do this. Yeah, I'll probably put like maybe five things, I guess. Okay, that's not too bad. Okay, and do you manage to get all five of those things done? I mean, 
let's be honest sometimes I do sometimes I'm like all right I can do three things but I'm not going to get to the last two (laughs) and that's the magic number Mm. is uh with the organizational skills is you know time is something that is difficult for the ADHD mind to to grasp and so there'll be like a list of this it's like yeah I can get 30 things done today no problem Yep. In my dreams. <laughs> right. It's not so, being realistic yeah, too. Right. So so that's a part of that organization is, is find your top, what are the top priorities, top three priorities. Make yeah. those a focus. And as they get done, tick them off. Yeah. That's going to help your dopamine boost. So when the dopamine gets, you get that dopamine hit, you've got a little bit more energy to get things going and of course lost items and and clutter congestion Mm -hmm. are big in the ADHD world Mm -hmm. so one of the things that I recommend and and I hear this so so much it's so funny put a hook at your doors for your keys and I don't know how many people I've heard say yeah I have that but I never use it it's like well that's your fault (laughs) Right. <laughs> you can't that. train yourself to do it just like you you were trained to use a toilet you can be trained to put your keys on the hook <laughs> oh, yeah 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 and you know i've got you to start the habit you get to start exactly. the habit and, and continue because they say yes. what well, habit takes two or three weeks to really get the hang of it not really that's no. that's the, the that's the bare minimum yeah it, true. it's, it's true. actually about it up to six months, really? three wow. to six months for it to actually get right in there yeah, yeah. and just become just a part of your existence. And then mm. it just, you're doing it subconsciously. Uh, right. Yeah. So that's one way to start. Um, another, another thing is, is have, um, have little baskets or little bins or bags in mm. each room. Um, and, at your front door, your back door, that sort of thing. That's your drop zones. So, yeah, and and you have your drop zones. That way it's like, where's my cell phone? Uh, Well, okay, you only have so many drop zones. You go and look in all those drop zones. But then your drop zone is like, I've got 30 things in this. Okay, all right. Then what you do is you grab a container, a basket, a bag, and you take one of your drop zones and you take everything else like okay each okay this is for the bathroom this is for the bedroom this is for the kitchen this is for the living room this is for the garage and you put those items in those perspective things then you take those baskets bags bins whatever you're using put them in the perspective rooms mm. okay now they're in the rooms i love so that that's that's oh, getting it more organized right and once you're in the room you can start with the bigger items it's like oh okay well my hairbrush is pretty big Um, I'll just you know stick that where it belongs and 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 so on and then Mm -hmm. before you know it (coughs) before you know it organized yeah you've put a whole bunch of stuff away without realizing it 
Right, right. And, and then, then that probably makes you feel good too because you're getting things exactly. done. And then the, there's the dopamine hit, the dopamine hit, yep. the dopamine hit. And that's what it's all about. Um, the ADHD person doesn't realize how much of their life they spend on a daily basis, even an hourly basis, dopamine hit, dopamine hit, looking for that dopamine hit. Oh, and basically, mm-hmm. if a person is not taking medication, <coughs> a lot of the things they're doing it's self-medication mm. to get that dopamine hit. So it might be thrill-seeking. It might right. be going on a roller coaster. It might be, you know, going out riding your bike. It might be eating a bag of chips. Um, it, you know, it it might be doing your hair or your makeup. Uh, it might be having a cigarette. It might be having, you know, pop open a, a bottle of pop or, you know, or coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, people don't like coffee. <laughs> so, and it's, but they don't realize it's it's the dopamine hit, the dopamine hit, the dopamine that hit. Is, that is fascinating. And it makes sense. I, I completely understand like that feeling and wanting wanting the dopamine hit. Um, yeah. yeah. We have another listener question. It is, can you develop ADHD in adulthood if you didn't have it as a child? Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so with with ADHD, if a person has <coughs> ADHD, there's a 75% chance that one of their parents has it. It tends to be hereditary. And there's quite often a, <coughs> a trauma component to it. Okay. And it might be that whatever a person's lifestyle was like as a child, they might've been in an environment where they were busy and active all the time that it wasn't recognized until adulthood. That makes so, sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so usually they, had yeah. it, but they didn't really know. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah, usually like diagnoses, usually start like for children, you know, between the ages of, of nine and 12. Okay. To diagnose younger, you can, yeah, but right. yeah, a part of it is, is a person with ADHD tends to have not quite the same memory. They might forget parts of their childhood. Whereas mm. in the adult years after the age of, you know, 12 or 19, you tend to remember certain yeah. things because there's more, eventful things in life like graduation or hanging out with friends or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or you know your your first kiss you know more eventful things your first job there's more eventful things so they tend to remember more as like you know as to what a pattern was that's interesting yeah that's that's a that's a great question yeah i really like that one too um, and then we have one more and then we'll get into our game. Um, so someone asked about kind of sex in relationships or yeah. Yeah, within their relationships, having ADHD and kind of how that can, you know, affect said relationship. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a great component. A lot of people that like they're afraid to talk about sex. Well, guess what? You're created and born to procreate. it wouldn't be so pleasurable otherwise Uh, you know it's uh, animals do well animals do it just for procreation we do it for recreation and the dopamine hit 
There's that mm-hmm. dopamine hit again. And mm-hmm. also too, with, with, with the ADHD person, because they tend to be more risk takers and not think about consequences, there's mm-hmm. a much higher rate of unplanned pregnancies and mm-hmm. sexually transmitted infections mm-hmm. because they, they don't think about the, the practicing safety, uh, the risk taking, um, they, they might, you know, because of part of that dopamine hit, uh, they might be more prone to, um, more sexual activity, uh, even sexual addictions. They're much more prone to, uh, addictions to pornography. Um, and on the topic of addictions, addictions is also another trait of, um, a person with ADHD is more prone to have an addictive type personality. Okay. And that could very well be related to that dopamine hit. And yeah, so yeah, so uh, definitely the sexuality is an aspect of it. It's a high risk thing. And in a relationship, it's it can also affect not just the sexuality, but the whole relationship in itself. Because unless both partners know what's going on if if one doesn't know like in in um i in my in one of my marriages i didn't know i had adhd i didn't even know what that was and it was a source for fighting i can remember one time when we were we were in hawaii and i needed to eat my blood i was like i have to eat i have to eat i have to eat and, you know, my husband, well, let's go to this store. No, 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 no. Everything is no, no. I can't. And he's like, I suggested like five or six or seven different types of foods. And it's like, no, no, my body needs something specific. Right, and that yeah. was, so it was a source mm. of, of uh, angst because yeah. like to him, I was like, what's a big deal? You just eat something. Yep. Well, and you're like, no, but I want something specific. Yeah. Something specific, because again, because of the layers that go with it, um, more prone to stress and anxiety, because they're more prone to stress and anxiety, they're more prone to something like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease, celiacs, because mm. they can't eat anything. Right, right. So it has to be something specific. So yeah, there can be, um, you know, when there's a misunderstanding of mm. what's going on, then it makes it more challenging. Uh, another thing that where it tends to affect is, let's say hypothetically, okay, it's the weekend and, you know, the wife says, okay, here's your honeydew list. Like, do I want today? Okay. You know what? It's your day off today. I want you to, to cut, cut the grass, um, change the oil and tire, walk the dogs, clean the poop in the yard, take out the garage or take out the, take out the garbage uh, and then go to the store and pick up milk, cheese and bread. Mm. yeah well what he what he hears is is uh okay it's your day off i want you to cut the grass <laughs> right what what else was there right too much they don't yeah they don't hear the maximum amount of things you can tell someone with adhd might be three things they'll remember mm. the first one it's hit and miss if they're gonna remember the second or the third one but definitely no more than that so yeah, there can be a lot of fights around that. And it's just like, I'm sorry, I, I forgot. I didn't hear you say that. Or you yeah. didn't say that because they didn't hear it. It didn't register. Maybe they did say it. So the way to deal with that 
is you write it down. Yes. That you can see, okay, this is what you want for me. And there's even there's even apps that you can get that are real um, lifetime apps that you know say, yeah. you know, one one of you is out out and about. It's like, oh, while you're out, can you go to the grocery store and get ABC? And that shows up on their app immediately, and they, they've got it right there. Yeah. So they need a list if there's a sequence of things. So that's one area. Uh, then of course, then there's you know the other areas of um, congested living space. One person might be more tidy and organized. The person with the ADHD wants to be tidy and organized, but they're pet, <laughs> or you know, or they just they just can't seem to get around it. Picking up that that plate that's been sitting there on the coffee table for the last three days. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Because they don't, they see it, but the brain doesn't, the brain's not registering. Oh, there's the, there's the plate on the coffee table. I need to pick it up and take it into the kitchen and put it in the dishwasher. The brain's not registering. Yeah. So when there isn't that understanding of what's going on with the other person, it creates friction. And then the person with ADHD is, is like saying, well, you're always nagging me, harassing me and that sort of thing. And for one person or the other, it's going to be either the resentful. So it's just like, are you kidding me? I don't want to have sex with you. It's like, no, you're just, you're on my case all the time. Or the other end is just like, you know what? You just get, no, forget it. I'm not going to have sex with you because you don't listen to me. And then there's the holding. And that is the worst thing you can do in a relationship. From the communication, you need that for the bonding and the connection. Just go ahead and, and forget you're mad at each other. Just have sex. So you're going to get that dopamine hit. And it's like, hey, wait a minute. What were we fighting about? Oh, I don't exactly. know. Want to go for it. round two? <laughs> yes. Love it. Wow. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a matter of, of you know, use the list. Absolutely. And I love yeah, this. And, <laughs> Great, especially for communication. Right. You know, yeah. find what works for communication and reprimanding and discipline do not work for the AGH person, but reward and recognition does. So catch them being good. It's no different than you know with children. Catch them being good. Yeah. Reward them, praise them randomly. Say, you you know, honey, I just appreciate you so much for what just for the things that you do you took the garbage out i just appreciate you so much for doing that you know things like that love it that's so good so good um any last thoughts before we get into our game this is this was so enlightening i absolutely love any last thoughts you're asking the neurodivergent any last thoughts let's see um what time do you need to get up tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're like, I have a I have a list of all the things that we could I can with. talk and talk and talk. So mm-hmm. yes, I, I do public speaking very well. <laughs> yeah. Love it. yeah. And okay, here's here's an interesting thing. Um, a person with ADHD, they might seem like they're the social butterfly, but in reality, they are. Um, 
What's the word I'm looking for? Introverted, oh. not extroverted. And there's misunderstanding around that because yes. it's if you're an introvert or an extrovert, that's how you get recharged and energized. Yes. And sometimes it's just, okay, that's too much stimulation. I Somebody asked me once, not too long ago, it's like, oh, are you going to stay for, you know, stay for lunch after church? And I said, no, it's too much stimulation for me. They just kind of oh. looked at me because like, I'm, I'm so social. I'm, you know, I'm the greeter that goes around. Like, even when I'm not serving that Sunday, I'm still going around greeting everyone, welcoming everyone, talking like crazy before the service. But when it's done, I'm out of there. Yeah. You're like, all right. You're very self-aware, right? I think that's another part of this too, is kind of recognizing, all right, you know, I think I'm good. I, I'm overstimulated. I'm just going to go recharge, go back home, relax, whatever. I think, I think being self-aware is sometimes, it's sometimes tough, but when you know how you're feeling and you can really be mindful and really gain that clarity, I think it can be really, really helpful. Mm-hmm definitely yeah you ready for a game okay i like games i know they're super fun so it's called this or that so whichever one you prefer or you are you know better at or whatever um so the first one is are you an early riser or night owl oh bingo early riser i'm up at four to five (laughs) love that love that the next one is pizza or pasta. Well, considering I don't do gluten too much, you know what? Um, pizza. Pizza. Yeah. Fruits or veggies? Oh, fruits. Fruits. Yeah, I'll go for the sweet every time. Yes, love it. Uh, do you prefer online shopping or in-person shopping? In person. In person. Yeah. Well, ooh. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Depending on what it is. Yeah. That's fair. That's Clothing fair. and groceries in person. Yes. You know? Yeah, you get a feel that I need. It can't be bothered to go out. If, if it's not something that enhances me physically, mm. <laughs> then it's online. Buy my vitamins online. <laughs> yep. That's totally fair. Yeah. Would you rather create a new language or create a new day of the week? I think probably the day of the week because that's where my brain is going. (laughs) We'll call it fun day. (laughs) Yeah, right? I'm like, we got to have another weekend, not a weekday. Yeah. Would you rather direct a music video or direct a movie? Oh, uh, oh, music video. I think a music video. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Would you rather explore space or explore the sea? The sea. The sea. Oh, yeah. This one is always very fascinating. When I ask people, would you rather give up technology, all technology, or in a heartbeat, I don't even know what the other one is. <laughs> or give up TV, movies, and books. Technology oh, yeah, stuff. Technology. Love. Yeah. It's really changed our world, but it has its con- pros and cons, that's for sure. Yeah, I'd rather give up technology for sure. Love it. Um, 
would you rather have the ability to control weather or the ability to talk to animals? Talk to animals. Oh yeah, you did say you want to be a veterinarian too, so. Yeah, well, you know, and it's, I, it seems, and it's okay if people think I'm kind of a weird noodle. Um, I feel like I do that already, that, that I have communication with them. I, I can understand, I understand mm -hmm. them and babies. I feel yeah. like I understand what they're wanting to communicate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I definitely communicate with my dog. Like, I feel like I always know what she's like thinking, doing, and I'm like, yep, I know. I know okay. she's, she's in a story. How many times do you notice when, when you think about, maybe I'll take my dog for a walk. Does a dog get excited? Oh, totally. Without you even saying anything. Yeah. Because like if I they even, feel like, your energy, they feel the energy of your thought. Yep. Yeah. Oh, uh, my dog is very intuitive. I swear. It's yeah. really cool. It's really Mine cool. was too. And I thought, oh my goodness, I can't even think of it. <laughs> And she'd be, okay, I was thinking in an hour. No, 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 I never do. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, the next one is, would you rather have eyes that film everything or ears that record everything? <laughs> You're like, I don't know. I'm thinking of all the nasty things. It's like, I can't unsee that. It's like, I wish I could hear. I think probably ears that record everything. Yeah. Would you rather live by the ocean or live in a cabin in the woods? Oh, definitely the ocean. Well, yeah, the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one is sunrise or sunset. Uh, oh, they're both beautiful. But you know what? I love going out for walks when the sun is coming up. That is so nice. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I I get to see both. <laughs> hey, that's great. Early riser. I love that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, this was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for all of your wonderful insight and educating us more on ADHD and for sharing all of your wonderful knowledge. Um, please let everyone know where they can connect and find you. Yeah, of course. Yep. Um, so uh, you can find me online through agapetransitions.com. So that's spelled A-G-A-P-E. <laughs> it sounds like agape. A-G-A-P-E. Transitions.com. That's my website. I am on Instagram under agape-transitions or is it underscore transitions. Um, also on Facebook, either through Agape Transitions or Elizabeth uh, K-I-Z-R Kisser uh, Gold. Perfect. So yeah, they can find me that way. Or they can email me at, at uh, agapetcc1 at gmail.com. Well, thank you so much again. This was such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you, you for having me. It's been a delight. All right, everyone, I hope you all enjoyed that episode. Definitely go follow and connect with Elizabeth. And you know where to find me at My Naked Mindset on all of your social media platforms. Email me, mynakedmindsetpodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to hear any specific topics or any specific guests. And thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of My Naked Mindset. Tune in next week for another 
new episode every single Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Bye. Bye.